This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. Welcome back to the Build a Better Us podcast. The president of Build a Better Us, B.J. Thompson, and licensed therapist, John J.P. Parker, are about to discuss spiritual, relational, and personal development from a refreshing perspective. Be sure to stay tuned to the end to find out how you can become a part of the BBU Nation. But for now, we hope you enjoyed this conversation with BJ and JP. Hello, everybody. I'm John Parker. And this is BJ Thompson. And this is the Build a Better Us podcast. Today, we're jumping into the topic of confidence. We are living in a new era, as everybody probably has already said and loves to say, because it's cliche, right? New era. But we are living in a new era for the Build a Better Us people. Yeah, where confidence needs to needs to be had or it needs to exude from your existence. It needs to be something that kind of like just rolls off your tongue. That just the swag, the sauce that it should just drip. Mm. And confidence is one of those things. It should just drip off you, sir. What what say you? Yeah, no, I got that drip. So, you know, you, you're right, JP. Th- these these times, um, if you're living now um in this 2020, we have experienced what's called a pandemic. And, you know, a lot of things have failed, a lot of things have changed, major things, major department stores and institutions, and just the nine, they have all drastically shifted in. And so there's a huge social collapse. Um, there's an economic collapse, an educational collapse. Um, and a lot of people are struggling right now. A lot of people are in need of something, some type of safety, some type of security, some type of confidence, because, you know, you don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. And so I think it's important for us to talk about where do you get confidence from, uh, some moments of confidence um, in your life? And then how can we drive that nail home? So yeah, so I'm excited to talk about this today. You said bring that swag and that drip, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You got to bring the drip, man. So it's easy for me to make a LeBaron James reference right now because- What'd you call him? LeBaron? That's not his name? Oh, I thought you- Okay, go ahead. What? I didn't know that. Is that a diss? LeBron. LeBron. Sorry, Laban. Oh, Laban James. Go okay. Go the The new 23. Because there was an old 23, then there's a new 23. Um, but I won't do that because it's easy, right? But I'll, I'll make a reference to the Lakers of the, the 90s. So there was a Showtime era in the 80s. Then there was an era in between Showtime and Kobe. I don't really know what that was called. Um, but it was a great time. It was a great time. And there was one particular player who at one point in time people said I favored. I don't, you know, maybe I did when I was younger. I don't know. But his name was Eddie Jones. A lot of people don't know too much about Eddie Jones just because they're not old enough. But in real life, Eddie Jones was this guy. He was he was that dude. Like he he was he was a hooper. Uh, came out of Temple, if I'm not mistaken. Played for the Lakers most of his career with the Lakers, and then I think he went off to Miami, and some other stuff happened. So basically, what happens is this guy was that dude like all year long. He was handling his business, defensive specialist, get a lot of steals. You know, you know, put some points up if you needed to. But when the playoffs would come, he just would he would be quiet. He would just just be nowhere to be found. And he just would, I don't know if he would disappear or he'd just be inactive or something would happen and he just wouldn't be himself. And so everybody kind of had this joke in LA during the time. It was like, yo, we about to we about to run through these, these, these Western conference situations during the year. 
But come playoff time, I don't know where Eddie Jones is going to go. Uh, he's going to disappear. going to disappear. He's in the locker room. <laughs> something happens, you know what I'm saying? And so I never got to talk to him one-on-one, but it would just seem like something happened in between regular season and playoffs. And and my assumption is that it was just the confidence wasn't there. He didn't have the right, you know, maybe a team doctor or, or, or sports psychologist or something that was there that could kind of pep him up and talk him through those times, man. Because it was a, it was like a flip. It was a flip a switch. I'm a flip a switch, however that song goes. You just hit that playoff switch. Oh, you heard dumb on some Drake? <laughs> Go ahead. Hey, yeah, that, that playoff flip was switch. Switch would flip. And uh, it would just be a wrap, man. So I think if he would have had the right people around him, if he'd have had the right folks in his ear, uh, they could have boosted him, you know, in that situation and kind of got him through the playoffs, man, get him over that slump. Yeah, you know, what's interesting, so, you know, we're talking about confidence. And when you get to certain arenas and environments, uh, you know, you, you sometimes can have a confidence fail. And, you know, I, I just look and I think about, you know, one of the moments when I had a confidence fail, uh, one moment that sticks out to me, to me, JP, I have a lot of moments that stick out. But one moment that sticks out to me is, do you remember growing up and um, racing barefoot on the street? You remember this? Uh, yeah, I do, unfortunately. I do. Okay, I definitely. Do. Yeah, you know, and, and this is before, you know, a lot of us understood organized sports and just, just the whole nine. Like, oh, yeah, you run with cleats on. And that's how you really learn how to run. You don't run barefooted. Because, you know, you run barefooted on the street, you, you know, it's fun when you race on the street, but then you walk away with blisters um, for whatever reason. Uh, them God, them, them God made feet <laughs> is not made with no concrete. Nah, bro, okay, that ain't it. But you know, I would get on my street, you know, and we would, you know, race up and down the street. And man, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna brag on myself. I just oh, say this. Here we go. Huh? We let go. me finish. <laughs> let me finish. <laughs> I let you finish your story. You let me finish mine. Right. <laughs> Um, I'm not going to brag on myself, but I won a lot of races. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I had my own little moves and, you know, I could just tell, man, I I could just feel the wind beneath myself, um, and, and just moving on the street. It's a lot of wind. And so, you know, a lot of wind in this conversation. So in a lot of ways, man, I, anywho, <laughs> in a lot of ways, <laughs> in a lot of ways, you know, I, I knew that I had the ability to be fast and was ready to engage, um, in racing. And so, you know, got to school and, and they had an opening on the school track team. So I'm like, yo, I'm already killing it every day after school. You know, can't nobody see me this, that, and third. And let me just tell you, racing on a concrete barefooted <laughs> versus <laughs> running against actual athletes, JP, is a completely different thing. Imagine that. Imagine oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll never forget you know, the first time um, I was in practice and we were doing, I guess we are doing some drills, speed drills, and everybody said, go. And I will never forget. It felt like I was, it felt like everybody took off and sprinted and I was walking. And, you know, I think about that. I think about how all my confidence of like, oh, let's, let's take that race. Oh, let's do this. Listen, in one moment, it disappeared, right? <laughs> The rules were different, right? Like you had to wear cleats. Uh -huh. You had to learn a stance. It was timed. You know, we were running on the street. That was no time, right? It was whoever made it there first, right? But the moment I got to any type of organized um, sports, JP, it was a wrap. I was not ready. I was on some Kevin Hunt. I'm not ready. Yeah. I'm not ready, right? Yeah. And so I had a lot of 
confidence fumbles, right? I, I did not have those things. JP, tell us one of the many times. I mean, I know you've had a few times. Uh, give us a time, man, when, you know, you had a confidence fumble. Wait, I don't know how you're going to start this. I know you had a few times after you just put that story. I'm, like... I'm pretty hurt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, that story, the one used at the pier, selling insurance, selling those books. Bro, I go back and listen to that podcast. It's one of the funniest podcasts. You just make it stuff up, No. Bro, when you was working for that dude for Troy, <laughs> and you were selling those books, and he had all those different, like, hustles for you, and then y'all rented that car. Bro, you don't remember this? I, I'm aware. I'm definitely okay, aware. Okay, okay. Look, you had a lot of stories. Go ahead. I just, I just, Give us one of the many times. I just want to point it's out okay. the fact that, like, a lot of your situations happens from overconfidence. Like, maybe we need oh, to talk about that. I'm just get saying, you remember get when you here. stepped on stage and you decided to... Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Okay. Okay, JP. Okay. Okay. Listen, for the for the okay. listener, I'm not gonna give go the ahead. story for the listener. You gotta go back and dig through the arch- yeah, archives. Go back. But I'm, go just, back. I'm just realizing that for, for BJ, there's there's been a lot okay. of times they're overconfident. Hey, listen, this is true. This is true. Right? Okay, go ahead. And the overconfidence. Go with your story. <laughs> give us the give us your confidence fail or your confidence fumble. Come on, JP. <laughs> I can't. I just wanted to. I just was trying to put two and two together, man. That's what good life coaches do. I was just relating past failures to create future success. That's all I was attempting to do. But I'll, I'll carry on. I'll talk about myself. That's all. That's all. Yeah, come on, give us a confidence fail. Give us one of the many confidence fails. Go ahead, JP. Carry on. Uh, okay. So I remember one time, and this is kind of. It was a win, but in the moment, I was a little. I didn't know how to carry this out. So I was about eighteen. I was in Atlanta visiting my dad. And I went to a concert. It was Maya and Bone Thugs of all the people. Ooh, it's the first of the month. Yeah, Maya and Bone Thugs. And <laughs> it was a weird situation. It was hot. Uh, I think we were on the south side somewhere, probably College Park or something. I was about to say Cali Park, but I, you know, anyway, south side somewhere. And um, it, the the concert got canceled because people was passing out. A girl in the front front of the, the auditorium literally passed oh, out. It must have been hot. hot. It, was it must have been one of those Bruh. 112, one, Bruh. 112, 110. I mean, they literally passed her limp body across the top of the crowd, like body surfed her to the back so she can get some medical attention. So what happens is afterwards, uh, I saw a particular young lady. And this isn't about my fail. This is It, it was a win for me. This is about his fail. And so it was a particular young lady. My homeboy steps to her. And before he can get a sentence out, have you seen that the, the new commercial for um it's one of these insurance with the gun with the, the lady with the white dress on? Um they're at a bar and it's before the people can even get a word out of her mouth, she's like, I have a back acne or something. She just says random things to like progressive is a progressive commercial. She just says random things to get the guys to go away, right? Yeah. So my boy, my homeboy's getting ready to try to holler at this young lady, and he might have got a sentence out, and she was like, Oh, I'm 13. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go ahead. I, I was like, she looked mighty grown to be 13, but you know, I'm from California and we in the South. Maybe they just they just a little different. They just built a little different. I don't I don't know. Oh so God. I was like, it was super funny to me, kind of, because I didn't really know how to take it. So then I was like, well, you know, we here. Let me see. Let me see what this 13 is talking about. I, I don't really believe it, but let me see. So then oh uh, now he gets completely shut down, bro. It was brutal, bro. It was bad, right? So then um, I said, all right, let me try something. 
So I said, hey, um, make sure you call John Parker when you get home tonight. And she was like, who? Who is that? And I was like, oh, uh, that's me. And then you would have thought that was the game of her life. Boy, when I tell you, we had all the conversation. I took her to Burger King right after. And my homeboy was just like, huh, all right, that's how you feel. So it was just confidence. Okay. It was just confidence. He, he, he got shut down when she said she was 13. Um, come to find out she was of age. She was 18 like myself. Um, okay. And it was just one of those situations because of the fact that she hit him with a little uh, and he wasn't ready for the game she had. I mean, of course, she was also telling him that she wasn't interested in him. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I was like, well, you know, I ain't never met a shot I didn't like. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to shoot all the shots. So I went, okay. on, I went on and shot my shot. I gave her a little something she had never heard before. I mean, who says that? Make sure you call John Parker before you get, when you get home tonight. You know what I'm saying? Sheesh. She was really trying to figure out who that dude was. And I was Sheesh. really wanting to tell her who it was. And so my confidence in that situation uh, exuded so much that she was just like, I need to know more about this said John Parker. Um, and again, it was very awkward because the same homeboy she shot down was his homeboy in the backseat as we was going to Burger King after the, the concert. But oh, it was just, you know, it's, like, it's a life lesson. Life it's, a, lesson. it's a life lesson. You know what I'm saying? You, you know what's interesting is, is that when we talk about confidence fail, we're talking about just the culture. There's a culture in life where, you know, people struggle to have confidence. And, you know, I guess... I would love to just dive into what are the reasons why you, you think, uh, JP, people just struggle? Because I feel like, you know, though we may have all of this access to technology and for information, you know, we, we talked about this before. When we were growing up, if you wanted some type of information or you wanted some type of access to people, you had to actually go and talk to those people and you had to actually go and learn that information. And get you a library card. You had to get on a bus. It was like, it's deep. It was a whole process, right? Nowadays, Jay, you can get anything. You can just Google it. You can find any type of information. And you would believe that because we have access to all information, you know, at our fingertips, that people will become more confident. And the truth of the matter is, you know, suicide and depression rates and all those things are rising. And I say that really delicately, right? Because there are people who really struggle with the value of their own lives and who they are. JP, what do you think contributes to, I don't know, just makes us not confident, even though we got all these shiny tools and we have all this access to information? Yeah, what do you think the things that culturally keep us uh, from being confident or being able to define our own confidence? I mean, we're not bred with confidence. Um, we, We live in a time where People can't take anything. We are so soft. We excluding me. We we excluding me. We excluding me. I was just trying to be, you know, inclusive, right? So we grew up. We grew up in a time where you you fought somebody until you won, right? right? You took an L. You came home. Your mama say what happened. You say what happened. She say go back and fight him again, right? And you fight the dude until you get tired of losing, or you figure out a way to beat him, right? Now I'm not. Debo. I'm not suggesting. Right, right, right. Debo, right. I'm not suggesting anybody go out and get the brakes beat off of them. Uh, I was listening to the Build a Better podcast. <laughs> JP said to fight my bullies. Yeah, uh, yeah, go ahead. And so yes, I was. I would not suggest you go get your your break because people can't even fight. They can't throw hands. That's where everybody's shooting and all this other stuff. Anyway, sound like an old man. But Anyhow. right, the idea is that we were made to go and to have to face our fears, to face our adversaries, to overcome obstacles in a way that this current generation and maybe even, I won't say eh, millennial, I mean, 
Millennials on, is on a teeter. Uh, I think they're late, right there. Late, they're right there, though. What, they're right there. But late millennials, not like the 80s millennials. I'll say like 90s millennials. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and so, and then this Gen Z or whatever it is now. Um, and so I think this is one of those things where, or the I generation, whatever it is, it's one of those things where we had to learn tough lessons. We had to walk to places. We had to catch a bus. I was on the bus, public school, public transportation at like eight years old, bro. Like, that's unheard of now. People are getting driven to high by school. By yourself? Are you going by yourself? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Public transportation, either bus pass or pay my fare. But now people are in high school still getting driven to school. I mean, your kids too, but yeah, you know, it happens. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. No judgment. Um, So it just depends on a situation where if you have that type of mentality, you have that type of generation. And now you have, we've talked about it before, participation trophies. Uh, We have all these things where people like, Rage quit on video games. They, you know, they're pulling stuff out the wall. They're, they're, nah, they're, they're, we did that as kids. We did that. Listen, we did that with Nintendos. Nah, bro. I wish I would. I mean, maybe you push the power, but people now be yeah. Throwing, you push the power button. Nah, yeah, you push people the power. throwing controllers now and breaking TVs and all of that. Man, that's that's reckless because they got low self esteem. They they don't have no confidence, bro. So I'm getting to the point, right? You get me sidetracked with all these stories. I'm getting excited. <laughs> but but the idea is now people can't take a loss without wanting to hurt themselves or somebody else, right? People don't know how to play video games and just get better. Like, just beat the person, right? People don't know how to... Like, I was at a party, and I might have said the story before. I was at a party, like, three years ago. It's nothing but women inside the party. And there's two dudes, three dudes maybe inside the house. The rest of these guys are arguing outside. It's about 15 dudes arguing about theology. I'm like, <sighs> bro, all you dudes... Goofies. Bro, you goofy. All of these dudes are single. There's a bunch of single women inside, and they're outside arguing about theology where the two smart dudes, one of which is married to this day, uh, I won't say his name, but shout out to him. He was inside dancing and gigging and making, <laughs> making conversation, doing what he needed to do so, to secure one while the rest of the, yeah. and I'm just like, it's just so backwards, bro. Like, so you guys, like, the, I'm just on a simple level of confidence. The, the guy that had the confidence was inside doing what he needed to do. The rest of the dudes are outside arguing about, like, stuff that didn't matter at the time. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that you know, with me dogging the culture as much as I just have, hopefully people are still listening. But it's just one of those things where we're not built. Like answering your question in the longest about way, people aren't being built this, these days to have confidence, to understand what it means to take a loss and bounce back, to know what it means to regroup, to reframe, to like, oh, you just heard your homeboy get shot down. Well, so do you shutting down and like running away, figure out how to say something that that young lady wants to hear. And we live too much behind keyboards and I can go on and on. But I think the bottom line is people these days aren't being built up in a way where they can handle defeat, where they can handle taking an L, where they can bounce back and where they can actually uh, see something to its end, like like in a conversation or with people or relationships. Speaking of confidence, if you're enjoying this episode and you're saying, man, this is crazy, would you take two seconds? Would you hit the, the subscribe button? Um, and share. Share this episode. Share the Build a Better Us podcast with a friend. Send it to 100 friends. Send it to uh, 10 friends. But share this episode um, for someone who goes, man, this would be a great episode. So again, hit subscribe right now. Stop. Just hit subscribe and then share this episode. This episode is brought to you in part by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries, which prepares Christian women for leadership. At Bow. We believe that every woman is a leader because she influences someone. So, whom do you influence? Do you mentor a woman, serve in the workplace, or do you lead a small group, teach the Bible, or even lead an entire ministry? No matter who or how many you influence, our free online resources will help equip you. 
Our videos, podcast episodes, and articles from experienced women leaders will encourage you and perfect your leadership skills. They offer wisdom for dealing with ministry pitfalls, current biblical issues, health for your own soul, and insights for shepherding others well. In addition, Bow offers Bible studies designed to connect women of multiple generations. They provide a challenge to both women new to the Bible and those wanting to dig deeper. Be our guest and browse all of our free resources and low-cost Bible studies at beyondordinarywomen.org. Let me just get back to confidence. I think that the reason why, you know, we're just talking about confidence. And JP, I think this is a really good point about cultural confidence, the absence of cultural confidence. I think that we have been all bark and no bite. That you're right, there is this time when the things that you say you can do and the things that you can actually do, uh, we've been able to just say it without actually having to do it, right? And so you can't be confident if you've never actually seen yourself enter through the adversity, right? And so we, you know, we thought, you know, growing up, if someone says that when they see you, it's on site, JP, listen, that's a real thing. <laughs> on site, bro. Uh, on site with the realest of statements. Yeah, that means that if someone sees you, if they say, hey, BJ, when I see you, it's on site. That means that when you put your eyes on me, we're going to have a physical altercation. That was a real thing. And so, JP, what it meant for me is I needed to be prepared. I needed to be ready to not just argue back and forth. <laughs> Bruh. And I've had plenty of mm, mm, mm. physical altercations I needed to be ready to actually engage in that battle. Listen, I need to be able to take a punch. I need to be able to to bob and weave. I need to be able to throw a punch offensively. And I need to be ready to run or evade. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> when it's time to get out of there. Yep. But yep. I feel like life forced you early on to have to do both talk and do. And I think that what I'm seeing now in this culture is in our attempt to try to help you know, young kids, young adults, navigate through life, we just said you can talk and you learn, but you never have to do. And now that the pandemic is settling in, right? So pandemic is settling in, institutions are crumbling, things are changing in your life. Now you need to do and not just know. And you don't feel confident because you've never seen yourself go through this process of actually having to throw a punch, actually having to be dazed, actually having to learn how to do these things in real time with real people and real variables, and therefore you're timid, right? And so a lot of things that I think we see in this culture is we want the reward without the risk, right? And it goes back to your point about this subculture of people just talking theology, right? JP, it's just interesting, the irony to me. I'm not going to get on the soapbox, but I can because this is a Build a Better Us podcast. You have the right. I do. I'm the owner and CEO. (laughs) It's interesting to me to see that individuals will spend countless hours debating things and concepts, and they can't do simple, practical things. And I go, wow, this is crazy. Like, you have confidence around the knowledge and the information, but the application and the manifestation, you are like completely, there's nothing in your life that would say you actually believe that. And so I think we make this false equating, and if that's not too much for the audience, we're falsely equating what we know and what we feel passionate about and what we are capable of. And like I said, when you say you want the reward without the risk, now what happens is you may be in a pandemic moment. Um, You may lose that parent that's been shielding you. 
you may lose that spiritual leader, right? You know, when that man stood up, said he is the incarnate word of God, you may lose the bishop in your life. He, you may no longer have that job and that thing that is covering up your inadequacies. You may have that no more. And I think that when you realize that these things are gone, sometimes, JP, for the first time, you recognize, oh, shoot, I am not capable of those things. And I think that is what hinders, in my view, in one way, generational confidence. Anything else, JP, that you go, man, this is what I see in terms of why we're not confident, especially now when we need to be confident. Go ahead. I'll give you another example. Two things real quick. So one is we're in this pandemic, right? We're in this situation. When you go to the grocery store as a man and, you know, you know, it's 2020 and, you know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, gender roles. Right. But I'm just saying me as a father, as a man, I go to the grocery store. There's nothing on the shelves and I go back home empty handed and I'm like, man, I can't even feed my children. Right. Why? Because I've been taught to get a job, to go work for somebody, to maybe even be independent, maybe be an entrepreneur, but I can't grow food. So when when the, when it hits the fan and, you know, I'm not going to go into any conspiracy theories or, you know what I'm saying, end times or whatever, but like, you know, I can either take the market to be 666 or I can grow my own food, right? And you have to take the market if you can't grow your own food. So I'm just saying, for those of you that may be unfamiliar with what I'm talking about, the idea that there can be a point in time where you're in a situation like we're in now and because you've been taken off the land and been given grocery stores and you don't know how to make your uh, grow your own food, you can't feed your family. That is a debilitating feeling. That doesn't breed confidence. That breeds that breeds insecurity. That makes you nervous. That's when you start stocking up on guns because you're like, yo, I might have to shoot it out with somebody. I might have to, you know what I'm saying? Like I might have to figure out how to get this food from somebody, uh, you know? And so I think the other thing is like, oh, everybody has to wear a mask. Dang, now I got to pay JP $20 to get a mask because mama didn't teach me how to sew. Where can they, where can they find that, J- that mask at JP? Where can they find it at? <laughs> you can find me. You can find me. You know what I'm saying? See John Ward slanging them things. But what I'm saying okay. is, that's Instagram or Twitter um, or email. <laughs> See John Ward, S-E-E-J-O-N-R-O-A-R. But what I'm saying is, because grandma tried to teach you or because mama tried to teach you and you was like, nah, I'm cool. I'm going to do something else. Now you can't even protect your grill in a pandemic. Mm. So you don't have confidence. Mm. So you have all these reminders where whether you realize it on a conscious level, subconsciously, your body and your mind, is your spirit man is letting you know like, oh shoot, you can't feed your kids. Oh shoot, you can't even make a mask and protect yourself. Oh shoot, you're at the mercies of whoever else comes along. That doesn't breed confidence. So we haven't, on a practical level, maybe we switch gears a little bit, we haven't learned how to do things. We haven't equipped ourselves well enough so that when it hits the fan, we're prepared and we can protect ourselves, feed ourselves. Anyway, I'm out. Yeah, no, you good. And I need to add something to this. This is a great point. I need to say this. I think the reason why we're not confident enough is because we're comfortable giving our will over to someone else. Ooh, hold on. Ooh, um, say that again. Yeah, I think that we're not confident is because we're comfortable giving our will over to someone else. Here's, here's what I mean. And this is to not villainize those people. I think that it's okay when, you know, mama is taking the risk. And faith leader is taking the risk and big brother is taking the risk and you get the reward, right? You can say, hey, you know, this happened or did not happen because this individual, right? You have someone to blame. And so we give our will over. We say, oh, well, we know this don't happen. And, and I have this a lot, even in my program, where I'm saying, no, you, you want the freedom, but you also have to take on the responsibility, 
And to try to blame me for this, I'm going to give you all the tools. Yes, I am here to support you, but people will give me an improportionate responsibility to the responsibility to have. And so here's what I mean. We'll end up surrendering our will to those people. And we have confidence that they have a new vision. They have a new way. They have a new this and they have a new that. And what, what, what it does is it absolves us from the responsibility of knowing for ourselves. And so I think part of the reason why we're not confident is we're consistently giving our will over. We're giving, and you're saying it. We're giving our will over to the grocery store. We're giving our will over to you know, faith leader. We're giving our will over to whoever that we believe is courageous enough so that when they do it, we don't know how it works. We just know that it works, right? And one of the greatest pivots that I've made in my life, JP, is I started saying BJ Thompson is the CEO of the Thompson last name. Mm -hmm. Um, I am not an employee. I am not a wage earner. I am a business owner. And if the Thompson last name is going to succeed or fail, listen, with God's grace, and I want to say that as well, it's going to be because I took control. I'm not just watching it happen. And that's not in just one area of life, right? I'm not farming out my responsibilities, right? So I'm not farming out my spiritual formation. I'm not farming out my economic awareness. I'm not farming out my personal confidence. I am the CEO, right? And so I think that a lot of reasons why we end up in these cults um, that, you know, they change and then they become a manipulative and abusive or we end up in these corporations where, you know, they increase your hours, lower your wage, right? Till you are, you know, you are an essential worker. But listen, but they ain't giving you no PPE. You don't have right. no personal protection equipment. Right. 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 It's because we have given so much over to these things that we don't have the confidence to say, no, you don't know what you're talking about. Listen, you've never done this before. Hey, I know that you said that, you know, all people, you know, I'm a part of the community. I'm not a part of y'all's community. As a matter of fact, I outgrew this community. I'm going to move to something different. This is not good for me. And listen, and I'm not going to sit and have a lunch and coffee with you. Right. Right. (laughs) You're wasting my time. But you got to have the lunch and coffee, bro. You can't, you can't be. I don't, I don't, I don't. And let me tell you why. Because here's the thing, I'm now evaluating return on investment. I'm now saying, what's the return on that investment? And it doesn't mean that individuals or relationships are not worthy, but I am asking that because here's the thing, JP, and we can pivot this. There is a point where you have to become the CEO of your last name. And you have to stop giving yourself over to the success and the failure of your life based off of an institution, an individual, or a circumstance, right? Off my soapbox. Come on, JP. Tell us, what are some ways we can start growing in confidence? Uh, I I mentioned one, becoming the CEO of your last name Mm -hmm, is one. mm -hmm. Go ahead. What are some ways we can start growing our confidence and beginning to define it? Go ahead. Uh, Educate ourselves. Um, I I don't know know if you posted this tweet or somebody said it, but it was just, you know, it sounds so great. It must have been you, right? Um, you're dumb. Just, you're dumb. Say it. What, what did it, it say? Was, I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you if it was me. It depends on how it hit. Does it hit right? Um, well, I'm going to butcher it. So I'm just going to kind of paraphrase the idea, right? The idea is like knowing what you don't know and then attacking that thing, right? I mean, if you, I mean that doesn't even sound like something you would say, but it was just in my brain. That's what it is. It's like, yo, okay. Like, 
JP, BJ are talking about this idea of I was raised soft. All right, now I might necessarily not necessarily need to go out and join an MMA school and learn some ground and pound techniques and some whatever, but it might be helpful to know how to defend myself at some point in life, right? So I might need to take a class or two, right? Uh, there's only so much YouTube that can get you. Have you seen the clip of the guy where the girl's like, it's like a TikTok and she's like, I'm about to go uh, show my husband my new self-defense techniques. Oh, I saw that. Uh-huh. Listen, uh-huh. he was like, why are you doing this? <laughs> yep. And he swept her leg, bro. <laughs> yep. She, wow, she fell super hard. Yep. Yeah, I saw that. And he was like, I want, I want you to get all my money back. So whatever she was paying for that class, whether it was online, whatever, it wasn't working. So I'm saying make sure it's a, it's a method. It's inside some real institution and it's a, a real actual class by some Tai Chi masters, right? Not online guys. But if you don't know about growing food, pick up some books and resources, read about it, right? If you have a question about like your spiritual growth and development, hey, get some mentors around you, get some people that have been in the faith for a while, get some people that seem to have, seem to be living out the faith that they say they have, right? That they care about injustice, they care about the poor, they love their family well. Like, you know, see people that are modeling the thing that you're trying to do, get them in your life. Um, If you don't know how to uh, make a mask, if you don't know how to sew, pick up some materials, go to granny's house, uh, go to your mama's house. Uh, Some people say go to your daddy's house. Uh, He knows how to sew. They know how to sew. Learn how to sew. Like, don't just sit idly by and hope for the best. Don't don't quit falling for this okie doke, man. We are in a time where people just believe that our governments, um, that our politicians, that our faith leaders, that these people are going to take care of us, bro. Like a lot of times, these people are just That's lying good. in their pocket. That's good, right? That's good. Come on, JP. Just, Let's go. They are just lining their pockets and hoping that there was a guy I saw that was going around collecting tithes and offerings during this pandemic, knocking on people's doors. Hey, Sister Jenkins the Lord still needs you to pay your tithes and offering. And I'm just like, bruh, this dude is on his hustle, I guess, right? I, apparently that's what, he, that's what he feels like he needs to do. But my thing is like, there are people out here, I, don't, I, man, I couldn't watch, I couldn't finish because if he would have pulled up to my house, <laughs> it'd have been all kind of problems. I'd have had some hands and it wouldn't have been for praying. But the idea <laughs> is that these people are out here getting theirs, right? And they're getting rich off of people and they're fleecing people and they're doing what's happening and people don't know any better. So where you find deficiency, where you lack confidence, where you need to grow more, be it, it, like intentional about growing in those areas. I'm off the soapbox. No, that's great, bro. That's the, man. Listen, the Build a Better Us podcast is something that if you listen to, would actually change your life. You know what I'll say, and I, along those lines, I think you need to remember your own story. Here's what I mean, JP. Before I was a part of the institution in any form, um, I had a story. And there was goodness in that story. And listen, there was courage, there was love, there was growth, and there was transformation. I think what one of the greatest mistakes, and I'll talk about this probably more and more publicly, is, you know, once I started telling my story, I would only tell the story, you know, when I met this person and I met this institution and I met this subculture people, goodness started happening. And what it what it meant then for me was that. I can only derive goodness and strength and power from when I met said person, the bishop, or was a part of said institution or said, you know, subculture group of people. And so not only did they have that power, I was giving that power to them, right? The reality of it is when I start telling my story in a more robust way from the womb up into present, what I realize is the goodness of the creator, the goodness of God has been in every part of my story from now up until then. Right. 
And so when I start telling the whole story, right, I'm no longer so paralyzed by criticism. I'm no longer so paralyzed um, by people not thinking that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm no longer so paralyzed by the fact that I tried something and it didn't work out. Here's the thing. I have to be able to find wins from the past to find courage in the present to take risk. And so one of the practical applications is be careful how you talk to you about you, right? I've said this online. What you, I, I kind of said this, I said that it, it comes time that it doesn't matter what other people say about you, right? But what you say to you about you will absolutely shape you. And so I think for us, you need to be able to say, I am the GOAT. I am one of the, listen, I am, and I'll say this on record. I am one of the top leadership developers in the world, literally, literally right now. You cannot find anybody else. I already Listen, I already got that on my paperwork. I can go blow for blow for anybody in the world. And I'm confident because I've done it thousands of times, right? And I'm not pulling that from this um, ego, arrogance, right? Absence of awareness and trying to inflate myself over other people. JP, I'm pulling it over story. I'm pulling it over my life. I'm pulling it out of these things. And I think that what will help us is when you recognize that in the past, you've already overcome, it gives you courage for the present so that you can take new risk and seek new growth and new transformation. Any other closing thoughts, JP? I think I've said enough, man. I think people just need to understand that confidence comes from repetition. It comes from, you know, learning, being educated, having the right education. Um, It comes from you trying things over and over again, failing and then getting it right. Um, it can't just be a one and done thing. I tell people all the time, if, you, if you're trying to build confidence and you try it for a day and the methods you use fail, you got to keep going. It's not, it's a, it's a lifestyle, right? And also um, there's two, two or three or four or five or several people that can help you uh, with getting your life together. Um, would you like yeah. to read that or should I? <laughs> I can, absolutely. If you're struggling, you say, man, I need to learn some confidence. And, and, and it's interesting because we do this every day with clients. I do this every single day with clients. Um, you say, man, I'm struggling. I, I don't know where to start. Uh, I'm, I may be telling my story wrong. I'm paralyzed and I need to make some changes. Um, visit the buildabetterus.com website. Click get involved and you will have a selection of life coaches who will be eager to meet with you one-on-one. You set up the initial free consultation. Uh, it's what I say again, it's free. Um, and then you decide, hey, this is the coach who's going to walk me in my journey. So our job is, is to help you become a better you so that we can become a better us. Thank you for tuning in to the Build a Better Us podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever podcasts are played. You too can become a part of the BBU Nation today by continuing these discussions on social media. Be sure to go like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter at Build a Better Us, and on Instagram at BBU Social. To keep up with other exciting events and resources, visit our website at buildabetterus.com. On behalf of the entire BBU team, we'll see you next time on the Build a Better Us podcast.